0: Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast. Part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Thomas Welch.
2: And I'm Josh Hyman.
1: And we have a very special guest with us today. You guys might know her from... Twitter. She's a staple for putting the L on her forehead towards other teams. She's with us today, the beautiful Leah CK fifty five. Leah, how's your day going today? It's going
0: great. How is yours?
1: Not bad, babe. Not <laughs> bad. Alright, yeah, so I, I
2: love third wheeling. This is gonna be a good episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: today so today we're having Leah on to talk a little bit about the blues trade deadline, what she would have liked to see them do, what they didn't do, as well as a little bit of just the trade deadline as a whole and who she's going to give her L to. Uh, and then we're going to talk about the Blues rest of the season. Dude, that's pretty sick, actually. Leah's L of the week.
2: I like it. I like, it.
1: I like the sound of that, actually. That's a pretty you're, you're, good idea. You you
2: founder, a you're a regular now.
1: Sounds good to me. I'm yeah, in. Yeah, get a little segment going. <laughs> Who's Leah's ready? That is, ele- that is actually electric. I love that. So we're going to do, okay, Leah's L of the week. Yeah, so Leah's L of the week for the trade deadline. Uh, Rest of the Blues season after that. And then we're going to dive into the Colorado matchup on Wednesday. So it should be a lot of fun. Leah, what, what are your thoughts off the top of the dome? What did you like? What did you not like? And who would you give the big L to?
0: Honestly, I like what the Blues did standing pat because every time that they make a big splash, it goes wrong. For example, the Ryan Miller trade. Everyone was like, oh, give the cup to St. Louis. Look at him go. <laughs> then what happened? <laughs> you didn't I, like the Ryan Miller trade? I did not like the Ryan Miller trade. <laughs> we, we saw that outcome. That was not good. That was god-awful. But I'm not mad that they stood pat. I believe in Doug Armstrong. I don't know about you guys, but from what he's done, that man's unreal. And I know that he wouldn't want to give up our prospects, our draft picks, because then there goes our depth. We'd be a bottom-of-the-barrel team.
1: Exactly. I think you have to you have to take into consideration that the Blues are in a Stanley Cup window right now, and so essentially, even if this is a down year and they end up not making the playoffs, even though it seems like momentum's building and it does look like they're going to, I you still can't really sell like a normal team would at the deadline because there's still years left in the Cup window. So you can't really like shell out for like high draft picks or like stuff that's going to help you three to five years down the road because you, you need guys that are going to come in and help you win now. Um, and I think Doug Armstrong realized that. I think that's a lot of, of the reason why he didn't make the moves uh, that a lot of people were expecting him to.
0: Especially with the injury to Robert Thomas, because if we were to get rid of Mike Hoffman, he's taking over that role right now. Then, Then what would happen?
1: Right. Yep. And that's exactly. a big
0: that's a big reason why I think he, that he didn't make a splash either.
1: Were you in the were you in the camp of like oh I really want Taylor Hall or like was there another fish in the deadline frenzy that you had your eye on or were you just like we'll see what happens and go from there?
0: I was mostly we'll see what happens. I don't know. I never thought that we'd get Taylor Hall honestly because we've been in that race for years.
2: Yeah, I mean we got just like, we got really close. Even when we had Kevin Shatkirk,
0: I remember we were going to trade him for taylor hall and then he's like no i want to go back home and then all that happened and we still didn't get taylor hall and then taylor Hall's still in the picture it's like i don't think we're ever gonna get him and i don't really it seems
2: care. like he's like he's like we've come so close so many times i mean it sounds like we were team b in the sweepstakes but he didn't want to wave in the movement clause so whatever it is, what it is.
1: that constant uh conversation between doug surrounding taylor hall and every time his name pops up like free agency or in the trade deadline the fact that doug's like one of those sharks that's circling that leads me to believe that at some point it could eventually happen oh, but i could see also why, in i yeah i could i could see why like leah would be like if it hasn't happened by this point it's not gonna happen so it's definitely two sides of the story there but I, we'll see what happens i guess you think he's gonna resign in boston i mean with well, the way
2: he's been talking about Boston. Lately. What if they miss the playoffs, though? When has that ever
0: stopped? <laughs> when has
2: that ever been a concern of his? He says it is, but then he... Then he,
0: everyone's speculation about Taylor Hall is right.
2: Yeah, he well, he literally, he literally came out and said, like, oh, I, I didn't come to Buffalo to be a, a feature player. I just signed a gigantic $8 million deal to be a role player. Like, obviously, you know, sarcasm there, but he doesn't really seem like he's too... I came here to win. Well, yeah, it, it doesn't really seem like he's too consistent with what he wants but i also don't think he's been on a good team ever so
1: but he but he's been picking the team well i mean maybe not some of them but some of them he has been picking the team so maybe he just sucks at assessing their talent
2: maybe but i i think so too yeah
1: yeah but but like maybe you just aren't haven't been on winning teams because you don't know what teams are good, <laughs> right?
2: And like maybe, maybe like his <laughs> his his eyes will be opened. He'll start playing with guys like David Krejci and whoever else he ends up playing with in Boston. And you know the Bruins are the Bruins. They're gonna they're gonna make the playoffs. They're gonna be good regardless. That's it, as long as they have Marchand, Bergeron, Pasternak there, they'll be fine. And especially adding a guy like Taylor Hall, even if he isn't what he was in his MVP season. This is the best team that he's ever played with. So I don't think we could discount this move. And I, I do think he has a strong inclination to re sign there this offseason.
1: In terms of roster makeup and looking at the la- the names up and down the list, like, do you take Boston over the Blues right now? I think that's kind of nuts. Um, I like, obviously, with the way the Blues played this season, that probably played a part of into it because.
0: And Boston has no defense.
1: Right. That's what I'm saying is like, there's a lot of injuries back there. And like, even when like McAvoy's a stud, but like him being your top guy is not great. I feel like Colton Pareko, Tory Krug, Justin Falk is a lot more intimidating than what Boston has over there. But I could be wrong. Boston could make noise in the playoffs and the Blues could get knocked out in the first yeah, round. Yeah, well, I
2: also feel like uh. Taylor Hall had a definitive spot with the Bruins. Like he was penciled in at that second line spot next to David Krejci. If he was with the Blues, who knows where he'd end up playing, you know? It looked... Mike Hoffman's found himself on the third line, scratched, whatever. I just think if you're Taylor Hall, there's a lot more of a consistent playing spot for you in Boston than in St. Louis.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. That's fair.
2: But uh, speaking of consistency, if you're looking to get some more consistency in your auto parts then you need to check out rockauto.com. Now, with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now nearly impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brands that his warehouse happens to carry when you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket? rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years Go to rockauto.com, the shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box. So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And when we return... We will get. I guess we're giving out the first inaugural L of the week, L of the game, whatever it is. So stay tuned for that, as well as getting into some more Blues news and maybe talk a little bit about Blues Twitter as well. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. All right, Tommy, I think it's time to give out an award.
1: I think it's time too. Okay, so Leah. Yes. Assessing the entire trade deadline as a whole, seeing what teams made moves, uh, what players went where, what player or team or general manager, what have you, uh, gets your first inaugural Leah CK's L of the Week.
0: I think the entire National Hockey League and the entire Twitterverse would agree that the Buffalo Sabres have taken the biggest (laughs) L. of the week the return for taylor hall is kind of ridiculous other guys went for first round draft picks taylor hall goes
1: anders bjork in a second
0: yeah i mean exactly exactly i mean that franchise over there i couldn't imagine being a buffalo sabers fan
1: they really handcuffed themselves with the no movement clause i'm pretty sure yeah and that kind of honestly like i am still mad that alex petrangelo left and i would have loved to see him finish his entire career here but that whole situation with Taylor Hall kind of makes you think about like back to like Doug Armstrong being like give, no movement clause give players yeah. way too much control yeah and I was like
0: that's why he's smart with that and nobody gets it right, yeah,
1: but, it's
2: Alex right. But, but but if you give it to Alex Petrangelo then then the the justification is now there. Like, oh, you gave Petrangelo one. Give me one. And sure, it works out with Petrangelo. Right. Maybe yep. it works out with the next guy you sign. But then three or four years down the road, you give some guy a no-movement no, no movement clause. doesn't work out, and
1: you're the Buffalo Sabres. And he handcuffs you like Taylor yeah. Hall does. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So basically what we're saying is if you give your team a no-movement clause, you will end up like the Buffalo Sabres. Yes. Precisely.
0: <laughs> Confirmed. Says, Thank
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that and I was like, damn, like, that's actually like a really good point that I didn't really think about with this whole process. Because I was like, I want the Blues to get Taylor Hall and I wanted the Blues to keep Alex Petrangelo. But there's a lot of like comparisons you can draw between. I mean, they're obviously very different scenarios, but the no movement clause there, I think, is that kind of situation is exactly what Doug Armstrong was afraid of when Alex Petrangelo's agent brought it up. He's probably like terrified, and he was like, I don't really want to run into a situation like that down the road. Because
2: I mean, word even came out from I think you said it was it was Pierre LeBron, You sent me the tweet that the Sabres had a confirmed better offer for Taylor Hall from a West team, so we're assuming it's the Blues. Um,
1: I would bet everything in, in my this, bank account in that a scenario,
2: St. Louis Blues. <laughs> if we're if we're if our hypothetical is correct, the Buffalo Sabres had a better offer from the St. Louis Blues and just couldn't take it because Taylor Hall said no. And now, I mean, obviously the, the whole front office makes themselves look bad, but Taylor Hall plays a part in that. Obviously they've done plenty of damage to their team themselves, but you know it, it's a lot worse of a look now. Like, oh, you only got Anders Bjork in a second for Taylor Hall. It's like, well, yeah, he only allowed himself to be traded to one team. That's kind of what's going to happen when he has that much leverage.
1: It's a very interesting dynamic, and it was, it was very inter- interesting to watch the entire thing unfold on Twitter too. Um, just because I feel like hockey Twitter as a whole is just very, uh, what's the word polarizing, I guess. Like there's a lot of people I know. Yeah. Reactionary. Definitely. I follow a couple Buffalo fans and there was a couple of them that were like, well, this is probably not the return a lot of Buffalo fans wanted, but, like, this is all that we could do. And there were other ones that were like, fire everybody right now. <laughs> like, there's no way. And I feel like that is just... Sounds like Twitter. It, yeah, that just sums up hockey Twitter as a whole, and I th- I feel like all three of us have experienced that on Blue's Twitter to some degree. Um, but there's also a lot of good on Blue's Twitter, and I think uh, it would be just kind of fun to talk about that. Like, there's so many, there's so many people and that's why like having someone like Leon, no bias there at all, but um, <laughs> hopefully we can get like some other people on too, because it is really interesting, like talking to people around the league and like other fans, but as well as like blues fans and like people who are on Twitter to like, well, I just like venting about my team and like, like my family doesn't really watch hockey. So I come on Twitter, or, like build a community and like talk to my friends there and like I I remember my mom, like, growing up, like, being scared of, like, me talking to people online all the time. But, like, in the last year, just from streaming and, like, podcasting and Twitter and all that stuff, like, the amount of people that I've talked to that I've never met in real life but, like, genuinely consider friends is, like, just blows my mind. So it's (laughs) – You're very welcome. But (laughs) it it really does, like – And there's, like, a bunch from, like, different countries. And, like, uh, I know blues fans, like, Gibbs and – what was the dude, Gerald, I think, the guy from, like, Dutchland that came Gerard, for the playoff? Gerard, yeah. Gerard, yeah. Dude, like, just awesome people from all over the world uh, coming to one spot to talk about blues hockey. I, I, that's why I love Twitter so much, um, along with, like, just, like, networking as a whole and getting to talk to all of those people, getting a bunch of people's different opinions, I feel like gives you a better idea of just everything that you can cheer for and be excited about surrounding a team. So that's why I love, that's why I love Blue's Twitter. Yeah. uh, What's your favorite part of Blue's Twitter, Josh?
2: My favorite part of Blue's Twitter? No, it's like you said, it's the community. Like, obviously there are times when like, it pisses me off and like, I tweet something and then put my phone down and four hours later I got like a hundred angry people, you know, in my DMs and like, obviously that's not the greatest, but... In general, it's like you said. There are so many people that are in my life now, one way or the other. I mean, this podcast would not have existed if it weren't for Blues Twitter to an extent. So I, I genuinely owe a lot of what my current day to day life is because of Blues Twitter, and and it's something that I'm really proud of. You know, like I I started up my account as a high school project and grew it and met a lot of people and. I have people tell me like, oh, yeah, you know, you see in your tweets was like some of the most memorable parts of the Blues Cup run. And like having a, another human being say something like that to me is is something that I still can't process. So it it really does mean a lot that I could be part of a community that has such a passion for something that I have a great passion for. So all in all, it's it's just I would never have met. Like you said, so many great people, people I consider friends, um, and also found a passion in in doing this podcast. So I've mostly good things to say. Obviously, every once in a while, it's a shit show. But that's Blues Twitter. That's Blues Twitter for you.
1: Yeah, and I know, I know, Leah's had been at the Twitter game for a while now, and I always see your game day graphics. Um, and they just absolutely off the chart. That one with Jordan Bennington that said, We're coming. I saw that one on Facebook. So I saw that one people on, on that. Twitter. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the fact that it's also like just circulating <laughs> just tells you how good of a graphic that is. So I think uh, that's just cool to see. And like, obviously, you, you using your platform to also kind of like display your Photoshop skills and all the skills that you've acquired over your education, over your career on social media uh, is really entertaining for me to see personally, because uh, I care a lot about you and stuff, but also just, like, across across the <laughs> fold of Twitter, uh, just watching, like, creative stuff like that come across my timeline uh, always puts a smile on my face. So what has Twitter meant to you in terms of your platform, in terms of your community, and in terms of hopefully eventually finding a job?
0: Twitter has done so much for me. It's crazy to talk about, like, some stupid website, app, whatever you want to call it, has done a lot. Like, I've met all my friends off twitter i'm not ashamed to say that i started this account just just for fun i was bored in high school and i ended up growing my own brand from the ground up i made my own logo i taught myself how to do photoshop i'm able to post my thoughts and have people post their thoughts back at me so we have a nice discussion i love being able to do that cuz i don't have many people to do that with besides the internet and it's just a fun place to be able to voice my own opinions even if people don't like my opinions which is kind of funny to see the (laughs) to see the reactions of people to things that i say but (laughs) it's crazy especially the l photos people don't understand that it's a joke they're like oh wait till i come back with you the next game like it's it's so fun it's so fun and i like get
1: smacked around again yeah it's, it's not, not to mention exactly that it's, little it's, wild fan
2: like you said <laughs> icon, iconic like i, I i'd be hard-pressed to find a blues fan on twitter who doesn't know like oh the l photos yeah i, I know what those are that's crazy
0: it's like I, I do it for fun
2: Oh, of course, of course. But like at this point, it's become like yeah. It's, like, no one, it's, it's no one like,
0: understands that I'm.
2: Yeah, you know, it's 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 all, it's all jokes, all memes, of course. Yeah,
1: exactly. But it reaches like it yeah, because no, no one
0: understands
1: because you at like the other teams and the other and sometimes they'll like like it or like other teams will like other teams fans will name search their team's name and then we'll see that and then interact with it. Like even if there is a couple or like a handful or a lot of people that take it seriously and get offended. Uh, for whatever reason, there's a lot of fans that find your account <laughs> that wouldn't normally find your account because most of your content is blues um, that are fans of hockey in general. And then they start following you and then that uh, helps you see like, yeah, that's tweets, a big, that's a big from thing other teams. Too,
0: is that I love being able to like talk like I just I don't interact with just blues fans. I interact with teams from all over the NHL and it's so fun to be able to hear their opinions on their team and learn more about other teams that I don't really watch.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely like I've, I've interacted with, we talked to um, the host of locked on ducks the other day and we talked about how, when everything happened with Jay Bo it was truly incredible how like the sense of community, like ducks fans, blues fans coming together on Twitter and just, you know, taking a break from coming at each other's throats and, and just reminiscing about how, important the game of hockey can be for community and how like there are bigger things than hockey etc etc so it's definitely a really really important way to um bridge the gap between communities now we are getting close to the end of today's episode so before we do i want to remind everyone about our good friends over at betonline.ag bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action now football might be over but nba nhl and now mlb are in full swing BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, and they got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head over to the website, BetOnline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus along with your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to get that free 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Now, when we return, we're going to be previewing the upcoming matchup between the St. Louis Blues Blues and Colorado Avalanche real quick, so don't go anywhere. All right, Tommy and Leah. Big game tomorrow night, Blues, Avalanche. What do you think?
1: Uh, I think it's going to be a huge game for Jordan Bennington, just because uh, I feel like he's had, obviously, a shaky season uh, this year, letting in some soft goals here and there. Those can't happen against a team like the Colorado Avalanche. They'll make you pay, um, even when they have to work hard for it. So if you're letting in uh, squeaky wristers from Nathan McKinnon short side, you got to tone those up. Uh, but even dating back to last season, I feel like Jordan Bennington. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche definitely had his number in away's, in away games and home games. Um, so it's going to be a big statement game for him as well as the St. Louis Blues because like we said on the last episode, uh, coming off a break here that they probably haven't had in a long time, a couple days uh, to rest up, get their lungs under them and then riding a three-game win streak. If you can make it four against a Colorado Avalanche team going into a matchup against an Arizona Coyotes team on Saturday that's struggling, uh, the the... I mean, the sky's just aligning for the Blues right now, and that could easily turn a three-game win streak into a five-game win streak.
2: A huge momentum game. Like we've been saying, it's it's playoff races, really, really close. Blues are in a playoff spot, but not very comfortably. So every game matters, especially these games against good teams like Colorado, that if the Blues are fortunate enough to make the playoffs, they're going to have a seven-game series again. So definitely the time to start turning it on is now. I'm sorry uh, to I cut you off, Josh. I'll
1: but Leah, I know it's been a hot minute, but the Blues are back on a win streak now and the manifestations were working for a hot minute there. <laughs> so if you had to manifest one goal for the St. Louis Blues against the Colorado Avalanche, who would you pick and why?
0: Tory Krug. I've been begging for a Tory Krug goal oh, for probably a please. month and a half. I'm wait he's buzzing. Every time he gets he's been shooting at the net the last game. I was like, please it it's going to go in eventually. I'm calling it right now.
1: I think the power play is going to start ticking because uh, Mike Hoffman kind of like finally getting hot and then not getting traded at the trade deadline. I think that bodes well for him. Um, So he's probably going to see an uptick in production. And then the power play will see an uptick in production. So hopefully uh, by the mitosis effect, is that right? It's been (laughs) a second since I used biology, but hopefully through the process of mitosis, um, Tory crew can get some points there and hopefully find one in the back of the net.
2: I'm not sure if you used that correctly.
1: I think I did. Osmosis. That's it. Not mitosis. <laughs> Close <laughs> Anyways, enough. Anyways, editing that out. <laughs>
2: I think we should leave that
1: in. I'll leave it in.
0: <laughs> Stay in school, kids. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> I'm almost out. <laughs>
2: Pay attention to chemistry class. Yeah, my
1: God. Biology class. Well,
2: I, think, I think that's all we got for today i don't know if we've got any any other segments or nope. breaking That's all news. i got
1: uh stay tuned because we're gonna have leah back on i think once a week if we're doing l of the week so that should be a lot of fun <laughs> we'll probably keep it consistent probably at friday since it's l of the week that'll be the last day of the weekday that we, we record um so yeah that should be a lot of fun uh seeing her smiling face uh back on the podcast but thank you guys so much for listening to the locked on blues podcast Part of the Locked On Live Network. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're currently listening on. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Lockdown Blues. You can follow me on Twitter and locker room at 12 to 15. You can follow Josh on Twitter and locker room at Josh Hyman NHL. And you can follow Leah on Twitter at LeahCK55. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. And as always, let's go Blues.